Shirt Show. All right, let's go. Shirt Show! Talking Shirt! Shirt Show! of Shirt Show. We're talking with Zach from Self Made Designs in Massachusetts. Let's go! Hey, there he is. Hey. Hey there. Hey there. Check, check. Hey, can you hear me? Hey, you yeah. sound so good. What happened to the blonde? You're not having as much fun. Zero fun, dude. Like... Yeah. Uh, what's negative fun? Would it be just negative fucking fun? That's what I'm having. Tell me about your uh, tell me about your week, your week, bud. Have you just been sitting okay, at home super, doing nothing? It, super exciting. So I <clears throat> let's see. Yeah, I I worked on Monday and driving home, starting to feel like shit. And I'm like, uh oh. After you were just got done feeling Jovid. Like shit. <laughs> That's awesome, Jovid. <laughs> Jojo had COVID. <laughs> oh don't die <clears throat> and uh and so uh, you know i got it and um stayed home tuesday wednesday thursday friday worked from home it's crazy how that is you know like i can i pretty much you know i did all my emails and did i even called and had phone conversations and things like that from home it's it's awesome how that works i'm proud of everybody here at the shop you know like they opened and they printed shirts and they closed and it's fucking rules. So yeah, they loved it because you weren't there. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> Let's be real. It, it was actually, they were like, God, I wish Andy had COVID all the time. They were <clears> so productive. Mm. Mm. Um, but actually it was pretty mild. Like, I mean, it hasn't been fun. Like it's not rad or anything like, Oh, I have COVID. This is, I love it or anything. Mm -hmm. It's just, it wasn't that bad. Um, but I feel better today. And, and that's, that's a good thing, you know, because you want, you want to feel good. You want energy. You're going you you, you going back to work on Monday. And we have this, oh yeah. And we have this, this amazing podcast mm. um, to, you know, to, to record. And <laughs> there you are right there. You're, I get to spend time with, with your finger in your mouth and thanks. Yeah, we get to hang out. Um, I was like, you were checking in on me so much. I was like, dude, enough with the check in and I'm fine. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about me so much. It's like mm -hmm. every hour, man, you, you need to just chill a little with, with the, all, you those okay calls, stuff? all those calls yeah. I did get from you. You're like, don't worry, I'm alive. Yeah, that's I how like, I started my phone call. I had to talk. To, I had to call you yesterday. I didn't want to. And I'm like, hey, if I'm, I'm OK, by the way, before we just, just talk so about know. some business stuff, uh -huh. just so you, in case you're wondering, I uh -huh. even know you're probably busy, like you've got a lot going on up there. No. Uh, and I know I'm your best friend uh -huh. and you just you probably what it is, is, you know how my immune system is. That Yeah, I didn't want to bother like, you. Is that what it was? Um, <laughs> hey, so guess what I did yesterday? Just guess. I, and I'll give you a hint. I'll give you, first of all, just, first of all, guess. Give me one, just one guess right out of your. You sat right on the, the couch and watched South Park. That'd be fun. And ate a gourmet Target pizza. Did not 
turned the TV on during the day yesterday, did not have a pizza yesterday. That was two guesses, both wrong. No. Mm. I... Oh, I did this here. I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. So I did this right after I hung up with you. I immediately went somewhere and oh, purchased cool. an item. I immediately went to an, a www.something.com and I bought something. What do you think that might be? Should I tell you how much it cost? Yeah. I know exactly how much. $910. An air compressor. Hell yes, I did. Yeah, after I got done telling you I need a new air compressor. <laughs> yeah, so I I didn't want to be like you. And no, you wanted to be fucked. like me because I told you I ordered an air compressor. And you immediately ordered one when we got off the phone. Is that how it went? Is that what happened? Yeah. Well, Dylan, tell us why did you order an air compressor yesterday? So, you know, I've and had why did this, I also? I've had this ingersoll rand piston air compressor for fucking like 13 years ran beautifully the entire time mm. it's just an energy suck so i was like you know what i'm gonna go get a more efficient air compressor it'll be better for my electric bill uh you know it'll be a little quieter all this other stuff and, so and and it'll be just like my buddy andy it'll be just like andy yeah well i, <laughs> I had to get the better model obviously um mm-hmm. so i bought this high-end fucking t- time 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 how is it better i'm just curious it's how variable is it speed yours isn't variable speed bull fucking shit Mm-mm. what do you mean what's variable speed <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean what is this thing that you have that i don't have it's what the new that? model variable. it's the variable speed one so like yours is 15 horse and when it runs it runs at 15 horse or yours isn't even 15 horse is it it's is it 10. 10 yeah okay yeah so mine's 15 so okay yeah okay so anyway you so (laughs) need that you so need that extra that's not even the best part that's not the best part Mm. the best part Mm. is that um if the shop only requires like five horsepower it goes Mm. it kicks down to run at five instead of running at 15 so that it's more efficient okay 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 and let's just let's just see who's is more efficient whose was running yesterday and whose wasn't well, you weren't there, so. Uh, it was on. It was running, yeah. <laughs> I have okay, an app so, on my phone. Okay, so rub it, it in me. my face that you told me to get this air compressor, and I would get it for a week, mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. fucking dies after a week. I didn't tell you to get the variable speed. Mm-hmm. There you go. See? You would have just gotten so, the one I have. Yeah, god damn you. <laughs> so, fucking call Ingersoll. They set this thing up, and... uh. I don't know. It was just kind of a pain in the ass to get them here and get them to set it up. So it ran fine all week. And then yesterday, Bill comes in my office. He's like, press is sounding funny. It's making like, it seems weird. And I go out and it's just like low air pressure. So I go to the air compressor and it's just, it's not making air. It's running, says it's on full load and it's doing what it's doing. But the PSI is at like 30. We've talked about this on the show a couple of times, how I wanted to have a backup air compressor and just in case anything ever went down i would never be down well anyway i bought this brand new one and i have on my like to-do list is to buy another air compressor Mm. to have as a backup and uh i was like oh i'll get to it it's on my list and then the fucking thing breaks a week in so first thing i do is i immediately hop on fucking home depot hold on breaks breaks that might be the wrong word what 
breaks maybe well it's down it's not working mm-hmm. so i call ingersoll and they're like yeah we can get out there monday and i'm like okay well i just had to send all of my staff home with a paid day off because the compressor's not working they're like all right well we'll try to be there early i'm like yeah you guys better be here at 8 a.m so i went online and i bought a whatever it is like a fucking husky larger air compressor that like i portable can like, you know it's on it wheels, is, I right? mean, it's just like a stand-up piston air compressor like it'll handle two presses but stand uh, up but easily. is it on caster on big giant it's not on casters but i'm definitely putting it on, on caster so that i can just why, like why wheel why, it in. why didn't you do the caster one i didn't see one with casters you tell me there's one with casters that's what i got it's well it's actually God, like wheels you. Now I need I, to get bigger wheels than you have. I get gold-plated wheels. Mine are, mine are 22s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice rims. Cool. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, air compressor went down. And then what I ended up doing is we had two jobs I had to go out yesterday. So I went home and grabbed my air compressor from my garage, brought it works. down, and plugged it into the Sportsman. And we ran two jobs. Smart. So wonderful yeah good job good job man and uh yeah so that was my my week i had my first official meeting with kevin Hmm. no i think you no you told me about that i had my pitch me meeting with kevin last time Mm -hmm. like the this is what i could do for you and i had my first real i paid you let's figure this out meeting on thursday what's he gonna do for you is he gonna tell you like how to screen print yeah he's gonna teach me how to do some stuff yeah um no we just have been basically for i don't know seven years now just taking inbound sales like every day we have an inbox and we go through and we make the invoices and send out all the mock-ups and do everything it's basically just been customer service staff like no sales staff so he's gonna help us with some uh train the sales staff to be sales staff mm-hmm. just get a little better he's got some automations and some some things in place that'll help us out yeah we've done one two three four i don't know a handful of um zooms with him so far and we just it's been a little tedious because we've been going through like our process like every single step of here how do we what you know when a a customer comes in to place an order how does it work and we had to just like hash it all that and like you know the if then like if this happens then yeah so we went through the whole rigmarole finally have it all in a document like we're done and which is the first step and now we're going to go build scripts and why would like that's so important is because he needed to understand how you know are we quoting at the front counter are we quoting through in an email and a phone? Yeah, like, he wants what, to what, what are we thing. doing and because he's gonna for a certain threshold um account i think i told you this before we're going to do we're going to recommend like a zoom call or a phone call or something instead yeah of just, that's something we're know, talking about shooting yeah. out this like quote that we're not going to talk to them about so we have this whole plan and we had to get that all all sort of sorted out and the reason why that's going to be so amazing is that now when we go to train somebody 
You'll have uh, it. You know, onboard a new a new person on the customer service mm -hmm. team or something like that. It's just all right there in a document. It's a living document that we can modify yeah. over time. That's you know? what I love about Kevin's approach is that it's not like the five or six people I've talked to about mm -hmm. that have worked with Kevin have all done different things with him. Mm -hmm. Like they all have their own like thing that they need tweaked. But like Kevin's big thing is like, this isn't the Kevin way. Like this isn't the sales way. This is the upstate way or the shirt Kong way or whatever. Like I'm just going to interject myself and kind of like, we're going to tweak and improve and level up. Like it's yeah, not, what are you I'm not going to give you, I'm not going to give you a PDF of like, this is what you should do and like Learn do it. it and stunt. no mm -hmm. it's like hey let's try to like work together as a team for you know whatever it is eight weeks or whatever we decide and let's just level up the whole team and at the end we'll have like a whole like everything's a, a doc like you said a living document of like this is how upstate does things mm -hmm. that way anytime we bring someone in just teach them the way that we do it this is the way mandalorian style and uh good to go so absolutely perfectly put yeah yeah hey hey you want um, to talk about our buds i do i walked in to the shop today and you know that when you haven't been to your shop for a little bit and you walk in you smell like oh that screen print shop and everything well <laughs> i didn't i didn't smell it you know why because you have no smell yeah so i tasted it to see mm. you know and still still, still nothing. nothing right frank I was just uh, keeping you on your toes right there. I don't know when it was, but someday this week, Frank called me and Dude. I forgot to call him back. Okay. Well, you know what? I was just going to say that. Um, you know how a couple weeks ago we we said, hey, we haven't talked to Frank for a while. We should, yeah. we need to call him. Well, when Frank calls, I fucking answer. Yeah, I'm a friend. I was, I was you, in the uh, middle of something. Okay. Well, I was too. Like I was, I'm in the middle of things sometimes. I think I was in the middle of pissing. So I, I didn't really Doesn't matter. the phone. Doesn't matter. I answer. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. And I talked to him. Well, I need two hands, so I couldn't really pick up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I stumped you. Because you can't. It's hard to find. Is that There's what a it fire is? hose. Oh. Um. Yeah. No. He he cares um about us, and he. And I care about him. And so I answered the fucking phone call and we talked and there was some good, um, actually some good things, really good things. He told me how, what he did. Um, You're super descriptive. All our listeners are like, wow, this is really good. <laughs> we talked about some things and, you know, the things that he did. Stuff. stuff. He told me, you know, this and that and, wow. you know, that and this. Cool story, bro. Uh, he did say... You know how prices are just like mm. up and up and up? Well, he said that um, some good news is, is that aluminum came down. So I'm like, oh, stoked, nice. man. Like, this is good, right? You know, because he hasn't raised up. his. <laughs> How'd you fucking know? Because <laughs> How are you the, the all-knowing? How, mm. how are you all-knowing all the time? I'm just fucking smart. You know so much. Mm -hmm. Damn it. Well, yeah, that's exactly what he said. He's He's like, I haven't, you know, he did that first... He did one price increase a while back and then he says, I'm not doing any more. You know, I'm going to hold off as long as I can. And aluminum came down like sweet and then mesh went up. So it doesn't matter. Well, the nice thing is hopefully it evens out and he doesn't have to change anything. 
That's a good way to look at it. That's a glass <clears throat> half. Three quarters um, of the way full. Yeah. <clears throat> it all starts with a screen. Yeah, it does. And whether it's new stretches or restretches, Frank and his team do it the best. Always. Find out more. Go to FFFFF. Rank.com. Graphicscreenfashion.com. Or greatfuckingscreens.com. I'm supposed to say or. Don't steal my thunder. I say sorry, or. Sorry, man. I didn't want to. Yeah, I'm sorry. Daddy, I'm sorry. <laughs> Cleaning screens is no fun, but Easy Way makes it funner. Their line of eco-friendly chemicals will help you keep your screens and your shop clean. Check them out at easyway.com. Easy Way. It's the easiest way, man. Action Engineering. They make all kinds of accessories printers need. Go to actionengineering.com to have a look. And when you go to checkout, use code SS07 and you get 10% off. Oh, yeah. It's a great deal. Mm -hmm. So, Dylan, tell us, if so, if you spent $1, how much do you get off? Hmm? 10 cents? Yeah, that doesn't sound very good, though. Let's not use that example. Well, why would like you, you buy can save ten cents. <laughs> you can save ten cents in action. We've got this code. Mm -hmm. If you spend one five hundred dollars, you get fifty dollars off. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a little something. Yeah. Because what do you buy in the screen printing industry that's less than that? Especially these days, right? A dollar doesn't get you what it used to. You can't Nothing. even buy gum or anything like that, right? That's my grandpa used to say. Monarch color makes ink that it does that does what it's so fucking post to <laughs> there you go there's a sort of andrew that's better there it comes yeah mm -hmm. they have the most opaque mixing system in the biz to learn more go to monarchcolor.com ink better print better be better live moss monarch monarch Next, we have graphic source. And look, can your shop use a little help from a friend? Friends, I should say. Friends. <laughs> mm -hmm. Then you're going to want to go to 1900hotstuff.com and get in touch with Nick or Lucas. And they're going to cure all of your art blues. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It was oh, perfect. Man, that, yeah, that was. That's wonderful. Okay, so get out your phone because I have a question for you. Okay. Where's your phone? Got it? It's here. You almost yep. always have it. You're always fucking mm -hmm. looking at it. And now you don't? Mm-hmm. I got it. It's right here. Got it. Trying to be better for you. Dylan, do you have a tip for us? Sure. Uh, the tip that Andy texted me and told me to read <laughs> is uh, the bottom <laughs> side of the screen, shirt side, is the most important side of your stencil. Always coat your last pass from the squeegee side to ensure you push all of the emulsion through to the bottom side. It doesn't matter if you're coating 112122, etc. The last pass should always be on the squeegee side. Also, when drawing your screens, dry them flat, squeegee side up to let gravity pull the emulsion through to the bottom side and level out your coating. You like that? I do. Yeah. So. Like you say with uh, GSF, it all starts with a screen. So get really, really good screens from Frank and get really, really good emulsion from Chromaline. Put the two together 
and you have the best screens there are. Ooh. Yeah, that's like when a volcano meets a... I don't know where this is going. Why would that be your first choice? A volcano? I was trying to, I was trying to do like an <laughs> Eminem song. I think he says that's when a hurricane meets a volcano or a earthquake or a... Um, so, yeah. <laughs> and as always... Go to chromaline.com to watch Kevin's hunky videos and learn all about the screen room. Yeah. Did it. You did it. There it is. So you want to build up the emulsion on the back side of the mm -hmm. screen so you have that good stencil wall for great prints. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay, so here we go. Ask me hey. ask me who our guest is. Hey bud. Who, who we got today? Dylan, our guest today is Zach Acorn from Self-Made Designs in Boston, Massachusetts. Perfect. <laughs> did, I, did I do that right? Yep. That's exactly what it's, that's how it's said. Um, let's go with Boston MA. Okay. Hey, do you know- Or you could just say Massachusetts. You, I can't. You can say that. Me, okay. I have Boston, trouble with Massachusetts. That. Boston, Mass. Ooh, that's cool. Perfect. There you go. I think that's how people say it up there. I would say they probably do. Yeah. Okay. Boston, Mass. Like if if I it, like I live like in a St. Volcano. Louis, Missouri, I could say <laughs> yeah, St. Louis, Miz, sort of like that. I never say that. Yeah. Um, I don't think so. You may know him as the can of corn on Instagram. And I was like, always didn't know. I was like, can of corn, why does he must love cans of corn? Because who doesn't, right? I mean, it's fucking right. corn. Yeah. But his last name's Acorn. See? See what I, I'm pretty yeah. sure. I, I, I put that together. No, you didn't. No, you fucking didn't. His just fucking now. Last name just has corn in it. All right, never mind. So I'm ready. Are you ready? Do you think yeah. his last name has corn in it, like the band corn, the backwards backwards oh, K yeah, corn? Definitely. Yeah. Every time he, he wakes it. up in the morning, he goes. I miss corn. We need to. They need to be on a reunion tour. They probably are on tour right now. I follow their drummer on Instagram. Okay. Not a not a big corn fan, but. Do like good drummers. <clears throat> you good, man? Yeah, I always like to. <coughs> I always like to. Um, I order Starbucks, you know, through the mobile app, and then when I go in, I always make an effort to say thank you. You know. Yeah. Was that because you're bored or something? Like, um, this story's no, no good. Because mm -mm. I don't, you don't have to listen to the story. I'll just I'm tell listening to Starbucks. Continue. You always go in to say thank you. Can you, can you come in a little closer? Just pay attention. Sorry. Sorry. I forgot. All right. Go ahead. So go I, Starbucks. I go, I, I always make an appointment to say thank you. You know, they're having, here they are. They're a barista. They're dealing with all these other people that are like, my coffee tastes bad or whatever, you know? That seems like. So I'm always the guy that says, when I go pick up my mold water, I'm, I'm like, hey, thanks guys. You know, have a good day. Mm -hmm. So this morning I 
I I did that. I, I picked up my drink and then, then I looked over to the girl who made it and I said, hey, thanks. And she just, she looked at me like, what? Like I was crazy. Uh-huh. Like nobody said that probably all day. I was the first. And I said. It's probably because oh, you no, didn't have th- pants on. Ready to let him in? We're just going to move on. You always just bail. Do you think he has an Uncle Jimmy who cracked corn and he doesn't care? I hope he does. Hey, there I it is. I wasn't working before. <laughs> it's all good. You got the dryer going back there? No, nah, I actually, I got the AC. So if it's too loud, let me know. I'll shut the AC off. We like to I hear keep it. it under, I hear under, the fan. I can shut it off. I got you. Hold on. We like to keep it under 70 in here. I, I don't blame you. It, the AC noise is totally fine. I just want him to sweat it out. <laughs> you're so mean. Like, you know, deep down, you're you're so so fu- so nice. Uh-huh. Are you giving me the finger? Right now, oh. no. What finger do you think I use for that? I don't know. What's up, dude? How are you? Doing great, guys. How y'all doing? Good. It's a nice Saturday. It's weird not doing it on Sunday. Hell yeah. But I'm um, I would say most shops hearing that you like to keep it under 70 in there are going to be like, I'm going to move in. To, are you in Boston? You're in Boston, right? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, to be honest with y'all, we were like, literally, we've had the hottest past two summers in the store that we've had. So it was like this year we were like, all right, we're getting like 1200 BTU freaking ACs, whatever it takes to keep it cool in here. Like, it, it's been ridiculous. So especially after Eric with uh, Night Owls dropped that 100 degree club shirts last year, we got those because <laughs> it was like always 100 plus in here. We were like, this is crazy. But this year it's like cool, calm, you know, plus we added the um, the bleachers to the store for people to come in and watch the live printing. And then we're getting the popcorn machine coming in. So it's like we wanted to make sure that it was popcorn like cool machine? in here. Hell yeah, bro. You got to watch <laughs> the magic happen. <laughs> and so bleachers, so, like actual bleachers? Yeah, yeah we built like um like we built like two sets of bleachers we originally had to be honest we originally had the bleachers in my gym for artists but then like after a while like some we were changing that around and we were like yo let's just put the bleachers right in the store because like that way we were doing a lot of live printing before covid and then like once covid started to die out with the storefront we were like yo we want people to come in here all that stuff so we've been trying to make it as much of an experience as we can how 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 is your place set up you're talking about bleachers and live printing and popcorn machines so pretty much the way it's set up it's like right on a main strip like on a street and then um you know you come in we have the storefront in the front and it's like a little setup we got like our support local artist wall we have like racks everywhere i'm like looking at it now and then um we have um back in the day for the gym for artists we went like on a mission and we jacked like 12 six foot chain foot uh fence pieces so i use the chain uh link fences as like walls instead of actual walls in here because when i was like building out the store i'd been in a warehouse like in the gym for artists for so long that i was like all right like how do i want this to look and i started studying like mad high-end restaurants and stuff and one thing i realized i was like yo all these restaurants have exposed kitchens like they have nothing to hide like they want you to see how it's made and stuff so i was like yo we're gonna do the same thing so we just made it so that like you know the storefront actually goes into the print shop where like the racks will start to like morph into where the print shop goes 
and then the bleachers are like right underneath the racks and stuff and then we bought like those like caution partitions and stuff and we have those so that like you can go like right up to the dryer like there's one in front of the dryer where it like falls right under it and stuff like that it's cool so what's all in the storefront is it stuff that you're making you said you kind of got like a local yeah. artist thing so for at first like you know we were just like all right we're gonna do our own stuff and like the way we really like looked at our brand in the beginning because you know one thing i like to tell people that want to start their own brands whatever if you want to start your own brand don't start screen printing <laughs> unless you're only going to screen print your brand because you know we started doing so many other people's stuff and mm -hmm. um what ended up happening was we started to look at our brand as all right this was going to be like our testing platform you know like all right um we're going to try out like all these specialty prints with just our stuff so that when people come into the store and stuff like that we can give them like real examples like right in front yeah, of them yeah. like oh this is our puff oh this is our glow in the dark this is our sweat like whatever the case is so we just started putting all our own stuff but you know as of recently it's been nice because more and more people have been coming into the store as like you know covid's dying away and people are getting back outside and stuff so it's been cool because we've been approached by a lot of different brands saying like yo can we like rent out a rack on a monthly basis and stuff. So right now we're developing a program where it's like, you know, we're going to have our own stuff, but we're also going to have like featured brands that work with us. Um, because like the goal of the store um, hybrid was always like, I want to have multiple stores like across the country so that it can like display uh, screen printers and stuff like that. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh yeah. So, so have you have you always been in this space or you said you were kind yeah. of in another thing before or yeah so when i first started we were in like a 300 square foot garage it sucked there was no windows no ventilation no like anything and that was where i really started the journey and then um you know shortly after that we we like moved into like a 1500 square space in a warehouse but it was like completely shared like there was other people doing their thing in there and stuff like that there was no walls or partitions it was just an open warehouse and, uh, you know, we, we took a staple gun and we put it like, uh, partitions with drop cloths, like up. And that was just like our studio. Right. And like, we, we used to get busy in there. We'd be screen printing the back. We ended up building like a recording studio in the front near the store and stuff. And we just like made it cool. It was and like, you figure when we started that, like, especially the collective of people I had, we were all in like, you know, early, early twenties. Like at the time when I got the warehouse space, I was only like 22. And, um, so we had like a dope ass little spot and stuff. And, um, you know, that started to grow, you know, people started to leave like other people that were renting from there. And we just started taking on more and more space until we ended, eventually took over 15,000 square feet. So we have like that pretty much, uh, I'd say like 90% of that whole warehouse is ours now. And I Dang. operate my, yeah, I operate my nonprofit, uh, the gym for artists out of there. So I'm super excited about that. And just so that's a different happy. space or that's where you're at now? No, that's a whole nother space. I was running the screen printing out of there. So like, that's where I started learning how to teach myself, how Cody started to my right hand man, like all that stuff. And like, we basically like taught ourselves and learned everything about screen printing and messed up a million times in the gym for artists when we were in the warehouse. And then, um, it kind of got to the point where we we're like, all right, you know, we need to display ourselves. Like we're, we get a lot of love. We get more business when we do this live screen printing, you know, like how can we get ourselves out there? And then, um, you know, lucky enough, uh, I was able to find uh, out that the retail space right on the same street of the warehouse was coming up for availability. So right away, I just took it. I was like, I'm going to get it. Like, I don't know how this is going to work, but we'll, we'll figure it out. And then uh, so you're sure diving the deep end. Oh, yeah. Huge. And then I was like, all right, we're going to do this. Uh, or what is 
I think Bruce says it in his Printavo book. It's like, you just jump with the parachute. You just got to jump off the plane or whatever. But it's like, um, anyway, so we, we did it. And then sure enough, we're building out the store. Like we're trying to figure out like, how are we going to do the store thing, all the stuff. And then, um, bam, COVID hits us. And we're like, oh my gosh, like what the hell? Why did we get the store? Like all yeah. this stuff. And, um, believe it or not though, COVID was cool for us, you know, cause we are, we specialize on brands. So it was like, it gave brands a ton of time to down. work. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it was dope. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, so right now we got the two spaces and then um, I'm super excited. Like this is brand new. I really haven't said it publicly or told anybody much about it. But, you know, we just closed the deal this week on our second gym for artists and we're going to have our first production facility for, you know, all the screen printing and stuff like that, where we'll actually get to get some autos and stuff. So it's awesome. OK, so you're going to get another space that's not like retail front. That's more. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, my whole thing with the retail front, I realized like really quickly because like, you know, right here, right now we got four manual presses operating. No, five manual presses operating in the retail front. We have three upstairs and two downstairs. And then um, the way like we're, we're putting numbers out right now, like we're putting no, like big numbers up and our like our efficiencies are good. But it's just like you can only do so much, you know, and, yeah, like it's, yeah, I saw I saw on your Instagram, you had it set up to where, I don't know if this was just for the day, but you had it to where someone was printing and someone was offloading on the dryer or yeah, on, the, so, uh, on the manuals. Yeah. So the way we have it set up is, is dope where we have, um, I ended up getting like a, a sweet, I ended up getting two of them, but the old, um, like 15, 20 year old, uh, Hopkins with the four by fours, the old blue ones. Mm -hmm. I found like two of those, um, on Craigslist, both, both total. I got both of them for 300 bucks and refurb both of them. Nice. And, um, so we have, uh, the Hopkins four by four on one side of the dryer. Then we have the Riley one fifty single head, um, in the middle. And then on the other side, we have a Riley, uh, what do you call it? Uh, four by six or six yeah. by four. And then, um, so it's cool because when we have our shop assistant working as the puller and catcher and stuff, we literally just put them right at the dryer and they pull from both presses at the same time. All right. That's fine. So that's cool. Yeah. You, um, earlier you said that you have, you know, these bleachers, where people yeah. can watch you print and things like that. I, I don't know about you, but it seems like whenever there's an audience, you know, or, or especially if it's their job that we're printing, you know, if that person happens to be there, I yeah. always like start to sweat because, you know, so <laughs> many things can go wrong. Like you think you've got it yeah. and you're like, Hey, come watch, you know, we're going to, sometimes people say, Hey, can I come like, take video of my stuff printing and we're like sure yeah come on and put it on social and things like that and so they're there and then at any moment you know shit can like fucking go wrong and right. it seems like it does a lot and we can fix it you know like these they're very fixable things but you hate it when it's like right in front of them and so i don't know does that ever when you have an audience does that ever happen to you where do you block it out yeah um it's funny so like um i grew up playing basketball like mm -hmm. i went up until college and played and all that and it was um so i always love like the crowds like i love being in the moment and stuff like that so it was always like to me it was uh i always compared the two you know mm -hmm. I, I feel like my career in basketball ended in like shortly after art and screen printing picked up so with that i always like like the crowd you know i like it was like i always kind of looked at it as like yo how can we make this cooler and stuff so like you know especially when we're doing when people in here like i'm at i'm at the point where i'll be flipping the squeegees up and like before i'm printing and stuff and <laughs> like performance yeah exactly like performing mm -hmm. arts i always say that and like um it's 
the way I look at it though is, you know, stuff's always going to go wrong in screen printing. That's what I tell people, especially when we're training people or teaching new people and stuff is like, I always tell them, I'm like, don't stress out about being perfect because you can't be perfect in screen printing. You know, it's like one of the main things where, in my opinion, where the only time errors happen are because of human error. But that should tell you that, like, mm. there's always going to be human error when it comes to screen printing. So it's kind of cool because and like, I don't really worry about it because when stuff does go wrong or something, I think it, I look at it as like an opportunity to show the client or the customer. Mm. Be like, yo, this is what this process is actually like. So it's when you think, yeah, so when you're thinking like, oh, I'm just paying this kid or whatever and like it's that easy he's gonna do this and this or mm. they see the cricket stuff online it's like no like we break this down and like i personally like it because mm. it gives our clients more appreciation especially like when it comes to like pricing because when they see us set up a six color and like you know under 20 minutes and we're rocking it and stuff like that it's like holy shit how did these guys just do that you know you're especially over there like because you're you're from basketball you're over there like with a squeegee like spinning it like on yeah your finger. man I did, I did this thing. I don't know if you saw it on my Instagram. It was, we did a live screen printing event and they had one of those like 360 boosts and stuff. And like I walked over to it and I was like, bro, I got the squeegee. Let me go ham on it. I'm going to start spinning it up, putting it through my legs, all that stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, so how, did, how did you get, because I looked through your Instagram and stuff. It looks like yeah. before you were, you've always kind of been into art stuff. Yeah. So is that kind of how you got into screen printing was from doing just always yeah. being in art and then that kind of evolved or what? Oh, hell yeah. Um, definitely an artist first. Um, you know, I was always in the arts like my whole life. Um, you know, I feel like the only reason why art had to take a backseat for the majority of the start of my life um, was because, you know, there wasn't really any example for me in my area when I was growing up. And what I mean by that, it was like, you know, it wasn't shown like, this is what you could do with your artistic abilities. This is what you could do as an artist and stuff like that. And um, so with that, it, it was always like, all right, what's, what's realistic? You know, people are always going to put things in front of you that are more realistic, you know? So when I was drawing and doing all this stuff as a kid, you know, nobody was really like, oh, you could do this and this. They were like, they were always pushing me like, oh, you should try architecture you'd be great at architecture, you know, stuff right. like that, where it's like, you could go make money and do that. And, um, so I went to architecture school for two years before I dropped out in uh, Catholic university in Washington, DC. And it was really dope. You know, I loved it. I was really good at it, but I just knew it wasn't me. You know, I spent a lot of time in my books, like writing self-made, like trying to figure out the whole t-shirt thing and all that stuff. And, um, you know, it got to a point where I always wanted a clothing brand, but I didn't really wasn't aware of screen printing. Like when I first started trying to make a brand, I was honestly going down the heat press way until I tried it for the first time. I hated it and was like, all right, we're going to figure something else out. But um, the cool thing was like always my whole life growing up, my favorite artist has always been Andy Warhol. So like when I got older and realized how much of a screen printer he was, like that was everything essentially in my opinion. It like really opened my eyes to like, wow, this is like... I like this shit. Like, this is what I could do. Um, all that stuff. So, um, it, I just started diving into it. You know, um, I feel like I always joke around like I'm a product or I am more because I just watched <laughs> all his videos and then started it. And like, now I'm here. So <laughs> you're yeah. hanging out with Ryan now, right? You're doing, uh, yeah, that's my guy. yeah, I'll be back in made lab. I'm super amped up, um, to get like my skills up on the water base. Eric's going to be teaching a class out there. Yeah, I'll so be there. Uh, yeah. Oh, word. Let's get it, man. Let's get it. So <laughs> yeah, it's going to be dope. I'm like finding out a lot of dope people are going to be there. Like I just linked up with, um, Sean Flores for the first time over mm -hmm. at Acme print and he's going to be down there too. So I'm jacked Sweet. up. Um, 
yeah we it was crazy we found out we have like a family connection from back in the day like oh, really? our father yeah our fathers were the best friends growing up they were like uh grew up in the same neighborhood like corvette club all that stuff mm-hmm. and then um, sean's a good dude you know, yeah he's the man so i'm so excited to you know get to know him <clears throat> better and all that stuff oh, yeah. so it's gonna be dope but uh yeah. yeah so how did you how did you get involved with all that stuff uh i kind of just threw myself out there you know um ryan reached out to me at one point it was like hey man like i see you do this work like that's the weird thing about ryan and i is like most people be like oh you guys got connected through screen printing and i'm like no we got connected through working out like ryan just saw that i was a screen printer that like was working out and he was gonna start these challenges and he was like hey man you want to do these challenges i'm like well they sound freaking crazy do i want to do them no but you know (laughs) you are ryan moore so i I might as well try it yeah i was like i'll try it and then it kind of just unlocked like a new thing in me so now i do it all the time with him like and i'm doing all the time on my own time you know like i literally was nervous i was going to be late on this because i had to like get my run in because after this i gotta run a quick job and then i'm uh, teaching a print class and then i gotta go to some other events so i was like let me get this done or whatever the case is but you know i just linked with ryan through like uh you know personal like working out self-growth and stuff like that and then um you know through that i linked with like richard tilly and then like the three of us have just been like pushing it really hard and then you know now we link out in the link up in the maid lab a lot which is cool so um and we always get after it out there so it's dope it's awesome so you're trying to do more more industry stuff too or you just kind of like getting out there like with uh like the live printing stuff and all that or what's your goal all. all that stuff just yeah, be involved as all. much as you can yeah i keep telling people it was like i'm you know i look at it as uh going back to what i said about being the example and like not having an example as a kid and stuff like i really look at it as like i want to be an example in the industry um more so for the printers you know i feel like the industry up until this point has been very uh designed to focus on the print shop owners and stuff which makes a lot of sense because you know, we're the ones that operate everything and make stuff happen and put it all together. But, um, you know, COVID showed us a real thing where it's like, you know, if we don't have good printers and stuff, we're going to be in a tough situation, you know, cause like all the owners can't operate all the presses and stuff. So, um, one thing that I'm trying to really do in the industry is just be like, uh, example, not only as an owner, but like also as a screen printer, you know, like I'm a screen shop owner and stuff like that. But like, I love screen printing, man. And the like, craft I, of it. yeah. So like I look at it as I want to start helping printers, you know, understand what they can do because I think what stinks about the industry sometimes, especially with the bigger shops and stuff is that like it makes, it kills the passion sometimes of the printers because, you know, they don't have an outlet outside of their job. You know, it's like, all right, we show up and we're busting out crazy numbers all well, it's, day. It's numbers based. It's you exactly know, they're, they're trying to get, you know, they're trying to get a certain amount of jobs done a day and they're just focused on, you know, yeah. pieces per hour. They're not focused yeah. on, you know, let's do everything possible to make. So this what's really your cool print what's your recommendation else? for the outlet outside of screen printing? Like, say, say you work yeah. at a shop like that where you're just busting out prints all day. What, yeah. what do you think? Um, like, what's your recommendation? What should you do? So, um, it's crazy cause you know, I had been working on a project now since COVID started, like it's, it's finally starting to come more to life and stuff, but we were working on like a, a nonprofit project where it's like going to, it's going to be called print plugs. And essentially it's going to be like a screen printers directory, you know, where like not only we have print shops in there and stuff, but we actually have like 
the printers in the print shops like have profiles so that like you can see what these different printers would do not only so that like you know who's out there but also so that print shops have access to other printers you know like one thing that i want to do too is be an example of like a traveling printer you know so it's like i want to start like I've been doing it, but I want to keep doing it is like pop into other shops, help out for the day, you know, make it yourself available so that, you know, if shops needs help, they can be there. Like I'm, I was going to say this, i wait for later, but I'm going to be driving from, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Carlisle, Pennsylvania, uh, to Saratoga, New York. So I'd love to stop at upstate stop and, in, yeah. and, uh, fucking catch some shirts, load some shirts, whatever you yeah. need, man. Hell yeah. Um, so it's going to be on a Friday. I think it's going to be August 26th, but I'll be there. So okay. we're going to, yeah. we're going to get it busy, but, um, Come yeah, in. man, like I will, I'm just looking at it as like, you know, really trying to give people like a community. You know, like I love our community and I think it's amazing. And the more I get into it, the cooler it is to me. But the one yeah. thing too, I've, I've realized is like the older community, right? Created a competition that doesn't, in my opinion, doesn't have to exist. You know, oh, like sure. there's so Close much doors, there. everything. Yeah. And it's just like, why don't we just open it up to people? So with the print plugs, it's like more so trying to get to the point where not only we have the directory, but start like sending creating locations where printers can go, you know, and train and work on themselves, you know? And I got that idea kind of from the gym for artists because like with the gym for artists, it was like, all right, let's give people areas where they can go and actually work on their craft without having their own studio. Or if they need their own studio, they can rent a private studio and stuff like that. And then it kind of just developed into screen printers. Cause like that was the thing when COVID happened, um, Cody and I, Cody was working at ESP, but like I was doing a lot of freelance printing. So I'd bounce around to different shops and like print for a few days like 10 day contracts or whatever the case is and um when i was doing that i was talking to all the printers and all of them had the same thing oh i want to start a brand oh i want to do this or i love screen printing or i started doing this but all of them said the same thing and it was like they don't do it when they leave the shop they go home they don't do anything else screen mind printing. Off, yeah. yeah they don't and most of it was because they don't have the outlets they're not going to invest into the equipment themselves or whatever the case is so mm. by creating like some sort of center and like having us uh platform that like can help with that i really think it will um you know spark the interest of screen printing and make it cool you know i feel like we just saw it big with the spray painting and graffiti over the past like 10 years and stuff how it got a lot of interest not only by the art world but like the world in general of oh this is cool like let's promote this like we want this and stuff and i think screen printing's next and like i want to be a big player in that and like you guys are doing the same so yeah i think it's one of those things that's kind of like um you know, everyone wants to feel part of a club or part of uh, yeah. some kind of organization. And it's, it's like me and Andy and, you know, all the people that we have all these groups together and we have, you know, just the industry as, as a whole is kind of tight when it comes to like going to a trade show or something. We all get together and we have dinners and we hang out and we talk shop yeah. and everything else. But it's just like, it motivates you to do better all year long, not just like yeah. write that in there or just be social. It's kind of like, you want to level up so that like me and Andy, like we, we were just talking before you got on about like air compressors and like stuff. Oh, and yeah. we, we're joking like, Oh, I want one better than you. But like, realistically <laughs> there's competition. Like you want well, to healthy like, competition, be, like healthy right, competition. Know, exactly. It's, it's yeah. all healthy competition. It's just kind of like, like here personally, you know, I have my staff printing and yeah, they print and they go home and they do whatever, but it's like, I have Megan too, who runs the gauntlet and yeah. she's, she's a, a woman who runs a press and you know, she, I'm trying to get her involved in like the print girl mafia stuff. And it's like, oh, yeah. 
she's texting me now like you know i said i was going to the water base camp or whatever she's like oh i would love to do that because i just want to like learn the craft more and i want to like you know expand on this and this and it's i think it's partly to do with the fact that you know she wants to be more involved and feel part of that like the print girl mafia group too it's like they they just want to elevate each other to be better people and yeah. better printers and better you know like women in the industry stuff and it's I, have like, a, I, I have an interesting story that kind of relates to this and that is somebody on monday um end of day some somebody comes into my office a press assistant comes into my office and says hey i i just want to let you know that earlier today i interviewed at a different shop and i was like oh shit he's gonna he's putting in his two weeks for sure right and you said you know um here's the thing like i know it's like uh, right now it's tight because of money and inflation and all that and you know they're offer they offered me more money and i said okay and i'm thinking to myself well is it is it just money or what you know like what else is it why why are you leaving is it because you're not happy here or whatever so i asked him and he said actually yeah you know it's i'm on a certain press and that press tends to print um, higher volume. So there's less setups and teardowns. And he says that he feels stuck, you know, like he feels stuck on, on that. Exactly what you were just saying a minute ago is that, you know, you're, and we don't have quotas, so it's not like we have to pump out this certain volume, but he just feels like that's what he does basically, um, is a little bit of a robot sometimes, right? Because that's sometimes, you know, let's be honest, is how, how it is. If you're just offloading shirts all day, the same order, and that's a fucking... Monotonous. That's a different yeah. day than... And it's not that we do that, <clears throat> like, all the time, or that's every single day for him, but it turns out that it's it's maybe the balance is off, you know? So maybe half yeah. the time he's sort of doing that. And I said... And and I actually called... Um, I got home... I said, well, I just told him, I said, let me, let me process this think about it and um, we'll, we'll talk because he says I'm giving the you know I'm not going to give that other shop an answer until the end of the week and so it hurt my feelings because he went to actually because of the shop he went to because I hate that I shouldn't say hate let's back this up <laughs> no say, um, it. say I, it. I, I, I let it out let it I out I have a I have a dislike for that that one shop just because <laughs> of a lot of things I mean you go there's a lot of shops in St. Louis you could have gone to but not that one um and 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 so I, I got home though and and I called Tony Tiny Fish and I'm like Tony man this happened and I'm, I bet you this has happened with you before and he goes yeah 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 it has it has and he said look get over the whole fucking part about he went he even went to a shop because i was sort of hung up on that you know like don't even worry about that forget it because you have to remember one thing and and one of them is that i love fucking tony wisdom tony i do the fucking, same thing we talk to each he's other good. Yeah. like he's got good stuff and <laughs> so tony do? <laughs> um yeah right and, and he's like look you have to remember that as a shop owner you're more unapproachable than you think because i'm always like why didn't he just fuck look why didn't he come in here before he went to the other shop and interview why just come in here and say andy here's the thing like budget sucks right now for me just had a baby all these things and i don't know if it's even possible but i'm gonna need to make i need to somehow make a little more money what what do you do you have any ideas is, is it possible and also by the way i'm i feel like kind of um i'm in a rut i'm stuck on this press and i want to what are there other options it's intimidating. You know but yeah like um I, I feel like you could always come and you know just walk in and tell we me that. We feel that way not, because yeah, we're real people, yeah. but to, to the people that work here, 
we're also their boss. Like they want to be friendly, but they don't want to like tell you everything. (laughs) Exactly. They don't want to be like, oh, this guy's going to think. And so he goes, just get over it. Um, Don't worry about it. And instead, do you want to, you know, is it in your budget to, to pay him a little bit more? And do you want him to stay? And so the answer to both those questions is yes. And um, why, why am I telling? Oh, and so he said this. He said, you know, we do this thing here where they do rotation, you know? So like mm-hmm. um, they have, and, and not just the rotation I was thinking of because, wow, okay, well, that's cool. Easy. Like press assistants can rotate to different presses and then. They He's get a, a different feel for and their days. And everything. He has that, yeah. Where it's actually yeah. where um, quality control actually, actually rotates into press assistant. You know what I mean? Like for I think it's for like three months or something. So yeah, they all kind of like a whole series. Yeah. It's complicated, but um, cool. I think it's it's also good because everybody's cross trained into different roles. So like if somebody's yeah, missing, then you can jump. Well, in he does and do like the gold stuff. star kind of thing where it's like yeah. once you're cross trained in the next thing, you get a bump and pay. Once you're trained in yeah. the next thing, you get a bump and pay. Right, yeah. right. So I don't That's know. Cool. I I thought that was interesting that you said that you know if you're you get burnt out, let's say yeah. because you're you're kind of stuck in the same role. What are your what are your other outlets? And so one of the yeah. things that I told him because he's staying now. We had a conversation and he's staying. And I told him that we're going to work on some sort of rotation. I don't know if it's going to be as like, like Tony's as elaborate as that, but we're going to, we're going to definitely rotate a little bit. Um, because I think that's only, that's a good thing, right? Isn't it? Isn't it on one hand, you want to be on the same press because you're used to that press and you're used to that team and you're going to function more efficiently with that team. On the other hand, you're going to get burnt out. But you're Over not thinking time. about the human aspect at that exactly. point. Exactly. Yeah. Well, the thinking other thing too is you're not you're not feeding the passion at that point, and that's one thing that I try to like double down with here is like is making sure all our like everybody's got to start as a print assistant. Even if you come to me and you have print experience, I'm gonna start you as a print assistant. I'll put you through a test, but I'm gonna put you still start you as a print assistant. And like the reason for that is because we kind of do the bounce around thing too. But it's like. uh obviously we're on a smaller scale but it's one of those things where you know i want everybody to understand and know the process because like when you know the process and you're doing the process constantly you start to have in my opinion i see that like people have more appreciation for the different parts you know Mm -hmm. because like you know if you're doing you know separation and then you're cleaning screens and then coating them and then burning them and then you're mixing the inks and then you're doing stuff like that you know you don't mind just having to show up and print on a press for all week anymore because you're like, I'd rather be doing that than being stuck in the dark room ripping screens all day, you know? So mm-hmm. it's it um, cool. So that's like one thing I, I definitely agree on. And then the other thing I was going to say that, you know, we just started implementing Monday, actually, we started it for the first time because our schedule is a little different. We, we set it up so that we're open to the public on Tuesday through Saturday. And then so Sundays and Mondays are our closed days, but we just started working on Mondays as a team. And like what we do is we work half a day to, and all we do is prep ourselves for the week. We try not to even print. We're just trying to be like, all right, this is how we set ourselves up for the week as a team. Everybody's aware of how we need to flow and stuff. And then the second half of the day for the rest of the day, we do um, team uh, like fun development and stuff. And to be honest, I got this from Alan Benedict at 12 ounce. Um, I've been talking to him for a while now. And like when I went up there, I learned a lot from him. And that's one of the things that he told me he wanted to implement at his shop. But like 
picking a day where it's like you give the opportunity to your team and to your staff to be able to like create, you know, and like enjoy the screen printing process, like work on a project that they want to work on. Hey, if you've never printed or you want to get more press time or whatever the case is, you know, this is the time to do it where you don't necessarily have to worry about a business. Cause that was the one thing that I kept running into every shop I went to and including my own was like the hardest thing as a business owner and as a shop owner for screen printing is that training time. You know, because the training time is where you lose money and it's also where it's the biggest risk because you're spending money or you're training somebody. And like you were just saying, they could go to the next shop. And that's like the hardest thing is once you train somebody and build somebody up and they leave you. Yeah. Yeah. So, for sure. Yeah. Andy, do you think that guy at your shop actually went to the other shop or he just knew that you had a hatred for that <laughs> shop and used it against you? Um, he just walked in and he... was like, I went to so and so. They offered me more money and he had you over a fucking barrel and you're like, well, so, just despite this guy, I'm going to give you more money. So a couple things there. One, you're right. And I think that, I think that as shop owners right now, like right now at this moment in time in the world, we really have to um, acknowledge the fact that everybody's looking for a little more money. I mean, uh, shit costs more and their money isn't going as far as it did. And I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of shops get, get, get this right now. I think that, I think that this is maybe just the first one that's happened. And I, it actually made me think and take a hard look at, wait a second, you know, am I paying people enough if they're willing? Cause I always thought I have like my always, my, my thing has always been to pay people more than fair, like, and yeah. actually more than other shops in town. I want them to be like, Hey, I'm at sure Kong and I've got it the best. You know what I mean? Like I have zero reason to go to a different shop. And I think that that I that I did have that dialed in pretty good, but I don't know that I do anymore. I think that I think that we might be a little under and that I feel like so, I've given more raises in the past two years than I've ever given ever. Yeah. Like yeah. I feel like it's like well, every two months. I'm like, well, here's a raise. Here's well, a raise. I think that and, and I normally don't do that. So we I normally just give raises at at annually at a performance reviews, right? Because right. One, you don't have time. There's just too many people and, you, and it's hard to monitor them all. And when somebody comes, I used to think when somebody came to me um, outside of that for a raise, well, there has to be a reason. Like, are you going beyond expectations? You do something, are you do, doing something else? Have you assumed like a, a different role that, that justifies it? I mean, I'm not just going to willy nilly. Okay, sure. Fuck it. You know, like here's some more money. And in I'm fact, I used to be. <laughs> what? I'm literally about to do that on Monday. Like <laughs> I... <laughs> Well, like Chris and Brian have been with me for forever and I want to give them more money like always because they're, they're super, super, I mean, they're my best friends, but also like they're super loyal to the cause. Like they will stay late. They will do whatever they got to do to make sure that like just that's shit super, runs That's crazy smoothly. valuable. Right. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah, it, you can't even put a number on it. It's just like, mm -hmm. I want to give them another raise to like where they're, you know, just making more money in general because I can, but I want to walk into Brian's office and be like, Hey, like I'm giving you this raise. Like I'm not expecting anything different. Like it's just a raise because you're worth it. But I also mm -hmm. want to be like, can you work on this thing for me that I know you don't want to work on? <laughs> yeah. Like, you well, know what and I mean? I think it's beyond like, that even uh, added to <clears throat> it. And that is, is it, wouldn't it be cool as fuck if you, we're like, look, we, I, I know that everything's costing more right now. There's, I mean, inflation is real and across the board, everybody gets a raise. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, is yeah. well, I mean, I know that's, that's pretty much like, what I'm doing. And we yeah. talked about this. Is like I I went to the accountant and had a meeting, and they were like, "Hey, you need to spend more money because if you don't, like, you're yeah. basically going to have to give it all to the government at the end of the year." And I was like, so, "All right, well, I'm going to do more benefits, and I'm going to do more yeah. of this, and I'm going to give raises, and I'd I'd rather give the money to the to my employees than to the government. government. And I don't need oh, yeah. really to buy more equipment. I'm probably going to buy some more equipment, but I'm not enough to offset what more toys. they're telling me <laughs> more toys right, more toys that you know i don't necessarily <laughs> need but i need because i need to spend money right um yeah but, i mean uh, it's i think we just got to start getting creative as shop owners you know i think it's like i said the this this the the original business aspect of it was so cut and dry but like we're in an industry where i feel like we're allowed to be creative you know and the other thing too is like our industry involves teamwork so much like and that's the one thing i feel like people don't like in other industries don't have to worry about but like if you have a good print team you everything's awesome you know and that means like keeping people happy you know like making sure they understand yo this is what we're doing as a team like we got to make this happen so i agree like the pay thing you know that's what i'm working on right now like i'm i just told cody i was like bro would be paying you more and like the other thing too is we had to start onboarding more people you know so like with that i had to start getting creative because you're essentially trying to add more people so you can generate more money and do more work but you also have to look at it as like all right how is everybody going to be happy and how am i going to be able to do this without having to be stressed you know so you know it's figuring out stuff like that so i mean there's you can get creative with it you know i come from the banking industry when i dropped out of college i actually sold mortgages for five years while i was building all this so like I was able to understand the commission part. So like that's one thing that we try to implement in our shop where it's like, you know, and it, it feeds to the what I was saying earlier, we're trying to make sure your team doesn't lose their passion for screen printing. It's like, how, hey, are, go. how are you doing that? How is that you um, pretty much, commission structure? Yeah. So I set up the, the commission structure is set up the like firm my main person that like operates through with the commission. You're talking about it, just the salespeople. No, even our printers. So it's like the way it works is like our salesperson, that was like the big sell to get them on board. And like, it's a new thing. Cause like, we're just, she's officially starting, like we had to negotiate for a while. So she's officially starting, uh, actually in two weeks. So we're excited for that because I had to figure out how to make a balance with the printers and giving her commission and stuff like that versus higher, um, hourly rate and stuff. Right. So with that, we were like, all right, we just have to have a base for her. We figured what, what that base commission was going to be. And that was enough incentive where she looked at it as like, all right, like I want to be there. I want to get jobs for these guys. I want to get jobs for the company because I'm yeah. going to get paid, you know, and that's what you want as an owner. You want your person to show up, be like, yeah. Yo, I want to see you guys grow. And, and then I, with the team- I've done, I've done that. And I think yeah. the base is the biggest thing for them because they're scared of just commission. Cause they're like, what if yeah. I don't get a sale Then I'm not going to get any money. Yeah. But if you're like, Oh, I at least give you a base. So, you know, like you can budget for things as a human yeah. being, like your rent and everything else. Exa- well, that was the main thing is like, I, I, I told her straight up. I was like, yo, we got to be honest with each other like what do you need to survive because i'll give you an opportunity and i'll make it so you can survive but the bonus aspect and like with the commission is like that's going to be on you like if you really want to last here and you want to make a lot of money you just got to put in the work you know you're going to have a good time working here and stuff like that so it was cool it was and fortunately she's coming from the restaurant industry which i think some of the best conversion employees come from the restaurant industry into screen printing. So we're excited for that. But with the printers, it's like, you know, we it, it's nothing crazy. Like you're not going to get like filthy rich off of 
springing one deal and closing one deal, especially yeah. if you're only doing it once a month. But it's just incentive to like make people understand, you know, like you're part of this team, you're part of this company. And that was actually one of the things that I wanted to ask you guys about because like what you guys thought about it. Because um, one of the things that I wanted to start looking into, especially for the retail store aspect where we have like, you know, it's not like a full operation going all the time. It's more so like it's a collective, you know, and we're going to have mm -hmm. other locations with other teams for those stores and stuff. But like, have you guys ever thought about like, you know, uh, or talk to anybody that does it or they mention it about like, you know, really divvying up uh, small ownership through the whole team. Hmm. Like a um, co-op. Um, yeah. And the ownership. reason for that is, is just like I was saying, it gets them like I, the reason why I was always thinking about it and I've been thinking about it more is because it's like, you know, damn, like that would really get people to understand and make them feel like it's theirs too. And so like one thing. Yeah. Go I was going to say, uh, there you go. Tiny fish again. He has profit sharing at his at his oh, shop. Sweet. So um, I don't think that they're owners necessarily. So in other words, like. Um, yeah, there's, they don't have actual shares of the company, um, but they do share in profits. And so it's, I think that's part cool. of a, like an incentive and it incentivizes to do a good job, right? And to care about your yeah. company. And so they do share profits. I know that it's an extra calculation and I'm not sure. It, it's probably a simple, we have to have Tony on again. That just, it just, there, you, there it is. I got to meet Tony. Tony. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I want to meet Tony. I got to meet yeah. this guy. He's a um, great guy. Uh, but you should when when she starts, you should do like the Wolf of Wall Street scene where, you know, like they sell talk about making pen. money and yeah, yeah. or they're like, like, hey, no, these shirts aren't going to sell themselves. Let's go. Yeah, you know, like hype them. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. No. Nah, yeah. So but going back to it is like, like I said, where all that stems from to me is just like, how can we create the best teams? You know, like because mm. that's all it is, is like we all have our own team you know and like that's the cool part about it like and it goes back to what i was saying too where it's like it should be all friendly competition in this industry because at the end of the day you're really only competing within your own team you're not really competing like against other teams and stuff because there's, there's no place where we're like all right you know we're both going to run this same exact job for the same exact client you know uh, uh upstate versus uh sure kong and like we're just gonna we go all know right against we all them. know who's going to win there we all know <laughs> Upstate, upstate, of course. Um, I didn't even bat an I, eye when you said that. Look, he's just <laughs> chilling like here. He's like, yeah, you better answer that question. Who's going to win? You better yeah, answer. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, is like with, uh, like I do a lot of video stuff with M&R and like travel around and see some places. And it's funny. Mm -hmm. I've been to some of the biggest shops in like the U.S. And it's funny. Like you walk in there and you talk about stuff. And, you know, one of the questions we have to ask them is like, what are you cool with us filming? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, are you cool with us filming this job or whatever? And they're, you know, like we went to Design Inc. in Utah and that place is massive. And they're like, yeah, you can film anything in here. Like, I don't give a shit what you film. He's like, yeah. honestly, I don't care if people see who we're printing for, because if they go to that person and steal that customer away from me, then like I wasn't doing my job. Like yeah. they have zero worries about competition because they're just like. Yeah. That just means that we're not doing a good enough job. Exactly. But just like I was saying with the high-end kitchens, it's like, it's the same thing. It's like, we have nothing to hide. Like, we are that confident in our stuff. I don't even, yeah. I look at it too. It's like, you know, and it was cool because, um, you know, I had a great conversation with Brian Lassard about this, right? About just like the exchange of knowledge within the industry and how like it's finally getting to a point where like there's, there's no like, oh, I'm going to hide this. 
you know, let me hide this. I know, I know what the answer is. So let me hide this right here. You know, it's like, no, let's pass this around, you know, like who's going to do it the best. I think the biggest thing with the sharing of knowledge is it's getting people more and more aware that it's a trade and it's a craft than the people in the world who think, because like, if you can level up all these screen printers and all these screen printers can showcase, like, this is how an actual like high end print is made. It's exactly. going to more and more be on social media. It's going to more and more be out in the public eye. And the yeah. public's going to know that when you order a shirt, it's not like you order shirts and it's just a big Epson printer in the middle of the room that they feed shirts in in one side and they come out the other side. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like leveling up everybody is a it's better for me because I feel hungry to like keep growing and keep doing like not growing as a company, but just growing as a craftsman, like as a tradesperson of like, I want to do better all the time. Um, so it's like good, healthy competition, but it's also like, you know, it, like I said, it gets the public eye away from like the custom inks or, and stuff where it's just like, yeah. Oh, ju- I just need to order shirts. Like, I don't care what they look like. I don't care what the quality is. I just need to order shirts. It's yeah. like, if, if there's a focus on quality and like craftsmanship, then people are going to stop just wanting to buy shirts. They're going to go to their local shop and they're going to say, I want this and this is why I want this. And I want yeah. you to make it. Yeah. You know, uh, a rising tide raises all yeah. ships. And also what I, what I think you have to remember too is just be, and you, you had that, um, analogy of a, of a kitchen is that you can give somebody your recipe, but that doesn't mean they can make it taste just like, just like yours. You know, that's, it's super tough. And, um, I think that it's, it's, it's incredibly complicated. It's (laughs) like those Instagram pictures of it's like, uh, like cupcakes with like, you know, like a little kid's party and like someone made them like like a perfect bear or like, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then it shows the mom who tried to make them at home from the same <laughs> recipe. And it's like, reality. It, yeah, yeah. It looks like super fucked. It's like super botched. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, you yeah. can know, but yeah. you know, you're not the craftsman yet. Like you have to grow yeah. and be and get there. Yeah. That's 100%. like, um, what's his name? Like he was the one that really showed me that. Like, that's why I was like, yo, this guy to me, he's a goat in the print world. And like, he, like, he's one of the best to do it. But Mads from Amsterdam, and like mad specials and like yo his stuff is insane but like when i first started getting into like specialty printing and stuff like probably like four years ago i was asking him mad questions and he was he that's what i thought was so cool about him he didn't like we don't even speak the same language but he was still translating it for me and stuff like that and like sending me information and he would give me enough information so i had to go do it and that was Mm -hmm. the coolest part about it because it taught me right away that I had no experience in this. So it was going to fail miserably. Like I remember the first time he taught me to do like thicker coats and like start working with capillary and stuff. And I messed it all up and his responses were just laughing at me. You like, have just, to. Yeah, exactly. That's the only way you, you make you it your own. You have to fuck it up. Like that's what people yes. don't realize is they're like, we could give you all the answers, but you have to literally fuck it up. Like you have Facts. to, because if Facts. you don't fuck it up, you're not going to learn. And you're not going to know how to do it the right way. Like if you do something flawlessly, you don't know how it could have gone. Like you don't know all the variables. And it's like, if you, if you fuck up, you learned a variable right then and there. Like, you know, this can happen. Don't do it this way or you're going to have this result. So like, isn't it so cool that, I mean, the, uh, inner web is bad in so many ways, but also is unbelievably powerful because you were having a conversation with somebody and like on the different part of the world. That's yeah. a screen printer you just said in Amsterdam, you know, and here yeah. you are in Boston 
And I don't know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, that's, that doesn't happen. That, that conversation happens. doesn't happen. I don't even know he so, exists 10 years ago. That's mm-hmm. the crazy thing, in my opinion, is mm-hmm. you don't even know. I don't even know half of you all exist 10 years ago <laughs> because of social media, which is insane. You know, right now, um, in conversations, I'm in direct messages with this shop in Ukraine that's 60 oh, kilometers that's cool. from the front lines. And that this guy, like we're trying to get him on the show. Dylan and I have been trying to get him on. This guy's shop, literally his team... They rotate out of um, serving like they're they They go out to, to fucking war and and then come back to the shop. He was going to we had I had him scheduled or we had him scheduled and he had to say uh, time out pause. We have to reschedule because I'm actually got called in. And so he um, I know like this is going to be crazy. Like, can you imagine if you have this shop and you're successful and you're happy and all you know, like life is good. And the next thing you know, you're getting shelled. You know, Yo, and that's you, crazy. It's crazy. And so we are trying to have um, he, he, they're going to be on. And I bought what? they actually have this fundraiser um, shirt that I ordered, but it's coming from Ukraine and shipping right now is is sort of uh, tricky. And so I ordered it. And I don't have it yet. As soon as I get it, I'll I'll show it to you. But it, like it's it's really fucking it's amazing that, um, you know, you have this reach now. Yeah. with whether it's Instagram or, or whatever it is that I can message this person yeah. and he can, it's funny because they, um, Dylan asked me, does he speak, you know, how is his English? Cause is this going to even work? You know, like, do yeah. we, are we going to be able to have an episode where we understand him or is there a translator or whatever? Yeah. And it's, it's a little broken. Like it's, uh, you know, he does, I think he speaks English way better than writing, you know, because you can, uh, there's like that translator or whatever yeah um that they're using so i don't know i'm excited i'm stoked no, for that one it's that's what the beautiful part like i got same thing recent not like that i mean that's crazy that's some like that's next level stuff i cannot wait for that show that one's mm-hmm. gonna be epic um but like same thing is like i got connected with some uh, a print shop out in guatemala and like they wanted they reached out to us we got connected they want they're like we want you to be our u.s printers and stuff like that american printers and like they're actually coming by the shop today and it's like it's crazy because like we're talking about developing self-made blanks with them in Guatemala. And it's like, yo, that would have never happened like 10 years ago. I probably wouldn't even have had any interest in going to Guatemala. Now I'm like, all right, when am I going? You know, like I gotta get to hop on a plane. I got to go check out the shops. I got to go see how these are going to be made, like all that stuff. So it's insane how like just the access. And that's one of the things I tell kids when I'm teaching the classes, whether it's the screen printing classes, arts or giving talks to the schools, it's like, no, there's no excuses nowadays. Like you want to do something, you have the best opportunity now. You know, like we we're saying, you have communication, you have connection to people all across the world that you can put yourself in front of them. And then on top of that, it's like, you know, you got to look back in the day, whether it was music or it was actual like visual arts and stuff like that. If you did a piece of work, you actually had to take that with a physical copy and you had to either walk, fly, travel all the way down to the radio station, the art gallery or whatever. And then you had to convince the owner of those places to actually showcase your work to be seen. And it's like, now all you have to do is just take a picture and put it on the internet. And it's like, <laughs> show it's, them your it's Instagram. Like, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's a crazy thing. And that's one of the things too, that like kind of, you know, is weird now like you were guys saying like it's like some shops want to show certain things some companies want to show certain things show their clients and some are very like hush hush about it and that's one of the things that i've been trying to like figure out you know how i how i really feel about that you know because like i feel like i got to where i am right now simply just off of the social media aspect you know especially because i was so in the art world that when i started i was like all right 
how can I really get to the next level? And I realized, all right, you need to focus as a screen printer. Like only make sure you're screen printing every day. Make sure you're pushing screen printing. You're connecting with, you know, people like yourself and like Ryan and Ryan and those companies or MNR, all those companies, you know? And, um, once I started doing that, it all started to click. So like, just, you know, showing people, Hey, this is super easy. All you got to do is post it on the internet, you know? So it's interesting. We'll see how it moves forward. I'm dealing with one of the agencies that I work with for, um, live printing. I hope this doesn't get me in trouble, but, uh, I have to have, you're a doing stuff with hit and run, right? Oh man. Why'd you have to say the name? I was trying <laughs> to keep it as an agency. Uh, no, I love <clears> hit and run. I had always wanted to print with them and stuff. Once I found out with them, I love that um, place. Yeah. Brandy's the man, dude. He's a super cool dude. Like he created a really dope platform. And, and I feel like, you know, a lot of people have been able to create their own off of it because of him and like take a lot from him. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, he's, he's created something really big, you know, when you really take the time to see, the type of stuff he's done, it's pretty impressive. You know, like this dude has had at times where he's one year, he did like over 365 events in a year, live printing. Like that's mm. insane to think about. You're mm. literally running a print shop that's live. That's in, in like to have it across the country. Yep. The man's amazing. You know, I have um, the, uh, I have the hit and run custom vans. Oh, you got those? <laughs> oh man, I got. I was like, I was, I was hoping they were being the uh, the gear package I got, but I was, I was being too <laughs> optimistic for that one. But uh, no, nah, I got mm -hmm. some of the shirts and stuff. But no, nah, Brandy's awesome. Um, you know, the tough part is, is like, you know, I, I get it. You know, I get how the brands operate. I get how he wants to operate and stuff. So we're trying to figure out a thing that works because you know I like to take photos and I like to take videos of myself, especially when I live print. And I know that's new to the industry, especially his industry. So you know, I'm hoping. We we can find a nice middle ground. Otherwise, unfortunately, you won't get to see my beautiful face from hit and run <laughs> events because I like doing hit and run events. They're they're always a blast. So that's awesome. No, oh, yeah. So what's uh what's next for you guys? You said that you got a new place and you're gonna go yeah. auto and all that stuff. How does that change? How does that change you and self made and all that stuff? Um, it kind of just, you know, it's, it keeps us right on track. Honestly, it's funny because Cody's my right hand man, you know, print life is Zach and Cody better than the TV show. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, so, uh, it's, uh, it's just kind of how we always planned it. You know, like we've always known, like when we started self-made and we did the gym for artists stuff, like, you know, we knew we were dope ass creatives. Um, and we were kind of just like, you know, when, we got to try a bunch of stuff for it all to click, you know, like even with the screen printing, you know, like he's, he worked at a, another screen printing shop. I worked there for a little while with him when I was doing the freelance stuff. And like, you know, we really got ourselves involved and we realized what we wanted to do, you know, and we wanted to make right. it our own and stuff like that. So, you know, what we started to do was we wanted to make it so that it could be a platform and it didn't like confine us. So with the stores, um, in the production facility, it, they really complement each other super well in the sense like we wanted to get the store on point so we could use it as like not a front, but a funnel to like generate more business and stuff. Yeah, um, especially if then, you're downtown. Yeah, exactly. So we got it to the point where like once we get the production facility, it's going to cut off like bigger orders. Like we're only going to do pieces 50 and under in the store and then like everything else will just funnel right into the production facility. And then what we kind of want to do is just like once the production facility is up and running, you know, and that's all good. We just want to start opening more stores. You know, we look at the stores as like they're going to be our displays for printers to spark interest in screen printing. And they're also going to be our best salesmen, you know, because they're still teams and they're collectives and they're bringing in local people, you know, so it'll be cool. Yeah. 
Makes sense. That's awesome. Yeah. I want, yeah. Franchising the screen frame. Yeah. <clears throat> That'll be cool. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. And then myself, man, like I've, I keep saying it and I've always said, and I'm always going to say, it, you know, I'm trying to be one of the dopest artists and, you know, one of the best screen printers to ever live. So, you know, I'm just continuing the journey. I'm going to be uh, going down to Made Lab um, in a couple of weeks. So I'm super excited for that. I'll see you all down there. And yeah. then um, it's crazy. I just got my notification today. So um, I'm actually hopping on. I'll probably be going right from Texas that Monday right to Orlando. And I got my rock training. So I'm actually going to get trained as a freelance technician for rock. So nice. um, if they need to send me out or whatever the case is, I can go do that. But um, the other reason, too, is I've been looking at the um, P14. So I think that's going to be the first auto that we get, which will be dope because we'll Big be boy. able to do it. Yeah, we'll be able to do a ton of colors. And then like, you know, I got, I kind of became a little, uh, you know, uh, I don't want to say bougie, but you know, the finer things. And I went out to 12 ounce profit. I got to see like his whole production and how they do everything. And like, they're on some crazy quality stuff. So when I saw that, I was like, yo, I want to make sure I can run two flashes and iron, like, uh, what do you call it? Stampinator, all that mm -hmm. stuff. So we can just put out the craziest of quality of work and stuff. So yeah. I figured if I got the P14, um, that would probably be the best move. So that's what I'm looking yeah, at right now. Yeah, if you got now. space for it, might as well. Yeah, exactly. And like the cool thing too is like, and I mean, you guys, you guys do it on a whole nother level, which is dope. And like, I saw that when I went this week to Sean's place and stuff, but the, the, the dope part is, is like, especially, um, when it comes back to like the quality of the screen printers for the press operators and stuff like that, I really want to see like, and this is the way I'm going to be approaching it is just making it ideal so that it's just like very lean, you know, like I feel like I can create a super lean shop with just this P14 and maybe like a smaller one or like honestly just like an eight color manual even. And then next to it, and I feel like if you just have the right people in there, you can have a super lean shop, you know, especially mm -hmm. the way they're creating these presses nowadays, like, you know, the rocks and the M&Rs is like they're putting out ridiculous When you say uh, lean, are you referring to the size of your team or that lean um, philosophy? Philosophy, more so philosophy, you know, and just making sure like, you know, the people that are in there, you know, like for the most part, Cody and I are going to be the main people that operate that shop, you know, because we're, we have the auto experience, we have the auto knowledge, we have the full printing knowledge, like we're, you know, on our team, we're the print masters, you know, so we have to be conscious of that. So with that, you know, we're going to be the ones that are in there the most of the time and then developing it from there. And like, that's what we did in the store. And we kind of realized that's the best way to go for us, at least that's the best way to go about that lean process is like building it off your core and then adding the right pieces and like developing the right way that works for you. So that's the way right. we want to do it. Making it efficient. Yeah, exactly. Because I did that with the gym for artists. I'm not even going to lie. Like I built that up so big, so fast because it was a community space and it was dope and stuff like that, that it was like, I realized what can happen if you build something up so big, but your, your system isn't lean, you know, and that like can get to a point where it starts running you. And I've been down that road with like with that. So it was like, that's the last thing I want to do when it comes to, you know, the production facility of the screen printing side. Cause the other thing too, is I realized, you know, once you go production status of that level, like you guys are at and stuff like that is like, there's really no, like, yeah, it's funny. It's fun, but you know, you can't look at it as like, it's fun in games. It's like, no, we, you got to make money. You got to produce and you got to put out good stuff. And like, there's no like slowing down that machine once you start it. So just being fully conscious of that while we build it. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. You know, all that changes well, over time too, you know, because exactly. 
um, what works in year one of having the auto maybe is doesn't in year two or year three or something, you know? So it's Facts. all, it's so weird how that, how that works, you know? Yeah. And there's so much mm. like research development that goes into it because like, mm. you know, every shop's different in my opinion, you know, that's why I think the chat rooms are so funny and like all the comments on Instagram and stuff are so funny. No, you have to do this and you have to do this. Yeah. It's it's like, like, are you kidding me? I'm like, dude, I got a video I'm about to drop on YouTube as a blooper or a funny reel. And it's me burning screens with baby oil with my shirt off. And it's like, (laughs) I'm literally burning screens, like no problem with baby oil and pieces of paper that I printed out of the freaking regular printer. And it's just like, you're going to tell me there's a, there's only one way to do this. No, making the paper transparent. Yeah. All you gotta do is toss that baby on for you already know, put the oil on there. The white becomes Mm -hmm. transparent and bam, look at, there you go. (laughs) Magic. Or like, you know, we started, I'm not even gonna lie. We started, um, you know, I remember the first printer we tried to print films on I had to try to rerun the film through just to get it dark enough and stuff. And that was a cluster. And then like the next thing we realized we're like, holy crap. Teachers have to go to Staples all the time to get film transparencies for their projectors. Why don't we just have Staples print these for us? And then Staples prints them for you for like, what, like two bucks, three bucks, whatever the case is. So it's mm-hmm. like, there's, if you have a will, there's a way, you know? And like, that's the one thing that I love about the screen printing process. A lot of DIY. Yeah. And like, but the cool part is it, the DIY helps you learn, you know? Yeah. And like, oh yeah. That's what I said. You yeah. gotta do it wrong exactly not that diy is wrong i'm just saying it's the hard way usually yeah and then you get the right way and you're like holy crap i wish somebody just handed this to me (laughs) right exactly for sure that's like one of the more popular you know parts of of our show is that people the shop hacks like everybody always you know raves about these shop hacks and shop hacks what are they well they're just different ways to do things through it's lean actually you know, yeah. it's like a lean process of, oh, I, I didn't even realize you could do this or you can do that or like shortcuts yeah. and stuff that are. Y'all have been doing it for a while. We, me and Cody have been watching yours for like a ton, like especially because when you've been given the updates, like, oh, this is how the week was. We're like, damn, man, that must have been a week over there. Holy <laughs> crap. <laughs> Usually it's a week when Andy's like, you tell me about yours. I don't even want to talk about my week. <laughs> that's when you know. <laughs> that's when you know. You don't want to relive it. Yeah, that's when you know. But yeah. yeah, stuff like that. I love that stuff. Like, I feel like, you know, you guys definitely set the way with that. You know, Corey's been doing an amazing job with it over at Floodway. Like, he's always putting, like, research and development on. And, like, that's the cool part. And, that like, I feel like that's the fun part for owners. And that's the part that I feel like mm-hmm. if we focus on the teams, the owners the will have life. more time. Yeah, the owners will have more time to do on that stuff is like, you know, all right, how are we going to get it to the next level? You know, like I'm super excited because like we finally are going to have the time and we finally were able to get all the equipment where like we're redoing our whole dark room in our store, you know, and I'm I'm gassed up for that because like I was like, damn, like we have to keep operating this way until we can actually like do the research. All right, we did that. Now we can develop it and like do Mm -hmm. it to that next level. And that's the fun stuff. That's how your company gets better. That's how you can make more money, pay people more money and like, you know, that's there needs to be like a full-time person here that that's that's their job you know their job is that they come here and uh, you know they get here in the morning they're like okay what you know what can i make more efficient or what what can i do because just like you said you know if it's up to me or if it's up to everyone that's in their normal roles then you just don't that all goes out the window at like 801 because you're like oh shit you're putting out a fire or you just have to get this out the door and things like that so it's And that's one of the things we want to like do with that, um, that program I was telling you guys about that nonprofit program, 
mm-hmm. is like one, the first reason why I made it a nonprofit was because I understood that one, if we created a nonprofit, it would be beneficial for the whole community, every print shop that uses it, all that stuff. Because, you know, not only they can they write it off as it's a company expense, but they'll also, if they don't do it that way, they can get write it off um, as like a subscription to a nonprofit and stuff like that. So they can use it to help themselves with taxes and stuff on the business side. But like being able to use that platform to help get you to that, you know, like having a platform where it's like, no, we have some of the top printers that will actually just come into your shop and you can just have them come in for the day or two days, go through your process and tell you like a list of stuff that we can do to make it better. Like Mm -hmm. that would be dope because then you wouldn't have to necessarily worry like, all right, am I growing? Am I developing? No, I have a schedule set time where somebody's going to actually come in and assess. Cause like, that's the thing too. And I'm sure you guys go through it. But one thing that I had to learn when I started going to other shops is, is like, you don't see everything that's actually happening or needs to change in your shop because you're in it all the time. Mm, true. So when you can step out or you get those fresh set of eyes in there, it's awesome because that's it's facts. like, yeah, it's huge. That's why you want um, a consultant or actually Dylan and I have talked about before, just other shop owners, you know, just coming coming to your shop just for a couple of days or whatever is like a fly on the wall almost. And then at the end saying, Hey, you suck, you know, change this or that. <laughs> um, right. And then you go to their shop, you know, and you do yeah. the same thing and it's, you don't charge each other or whatever. You suck harder. <laughs> <laughs> Before we went, go to uh, uh, a shop hack. Speaking of shop hacks, I wanted to show you this hat. We got the sample beanie that we got from Atlantis mm-hmm. and uh, one it's sustainable. You see that? And then two, it's called the Andy. <laughs> Ooh. I got my own beanies, apparently. That's dope. <laughs> Trying to be um, like you, man. Nice. She went and showed me that the other day. I was like, no way. No fucking way. But <laughs> nice. All right. Well, Zach, do you have any questions for us? Uh, yeah. I mean, I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to ask you guys questions, you know, so I'm excited. Yes. This is super exciting, by the way. I know we dove right into it because of the camera stuff and stuff, but I just want to say, like, I was thinking about this, especially on my run. I was like, this is so dope. Like, I feel like a music person is going on, like, shade four or five, but in the print <laughs> world. So, I'm like, dope. Like, this is awesome. So, thank well, you, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. And like I said, I'm amped for August 26th. I'm rolling through that, and I'll see you guys at MidLab. But, um, yeah, I have a few questions, you know, like – um. Well, the first question I wanted to ask you, I, I wanted to hear it from you guys, but you know, like whoever can go first, but you know, uh, what sparked your interest that got you started? <laughs> Andy, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? <laughs> nope. You go first, Dylan. No, I gotta go. Yep. Um, <clears throat> mine was by, totally by accident. Uh, well, kind of, I, feel like i've always been the marketer uh, or artistic kind of one and when i was in a band in high school and then out of high school uh i was the one who was in charge of like making the flyers for shows and i always did old movie posters and like re-rendered them to look like a show flyer um because i also love movies and then I was like, all right, well, I want to like be in charge of band merch. And uh, so then I was like, all right, well, we ordered from somebody. And then I realized how much it cost. And then I was like, DIY, like I could probably figure this out. Um, so then I started screen printing all of our band merch. And then uh, 
that's kind of how I turned into starting my first company, Merch Buttons, which was I just made one inch buttons, but I didn't do any screen printing in Merch Buttons. It was like a separate thing. I kind of only did it for band merch. And then because uh, I didn't want to print for somebody else because it was very shitty how I was doing it, like a shitty four color uh, single station. There was no flash. It was like this homemade thing. Um, <laughs> it just wasn't great. And then, uh, yeah, I grew merch buttons into outsourcing T-shirts and stickers. And then I just fell in love with the industry and the art of it. And it's very I think the reason why I gravitated so much is because it is art heavy and it's different every single day. And uh, it's a lot like the band world where you can talk to the same kinds of people, you know, you're learning and talking with those kinds of people all day long. It's kind of like going on a, like a tour and you get to hang out with your friends and you talk shit and then you do your work for a little bit and then you go back to hanging out and talking again. It's kind of like that every day. So that's, that's why I love it. And I love the craft of it and making cool shit. Hell yeah. Okay, Andy, your turn. My turn. Um, (laughs) I guess it's sort of similar. Like it was, it was by accident. I just was fooling around with, with it in my garage as, as a hobby. And, um, I, I thought, um, I originally went to like my degrees in psychology and I thought that maybe that was, you know, like that's what I was going to do. But, um, I don't know. I had been in school for so long and once I I got out, I didn't want to go because with psychology, you have to keep going beyond a bachelor's and I didn't want to do that anymore. So I wanted a break. And then, um, I was making, I, I think, I was making some shirts and somebody, uh, I never been paid to make any shirts. And then somebody said, Hey, I'll, this comic book store said, we need some shirts and I'll pay you to do it. And so I did. And I was like, wait a second, you know, like, wait, I, c- I can make a living doing this. There's no possible way. Like this isn't real. This is too fun. <laughs> and so, um, I was like, okay, well, I'm, th- that's what I'm going to do. And then my second job I got was for this place called Winners. It was uh, um, a restaurant bar, and they were they ordered black shirts with neon ink on it. And I'm like, I got this. Uh, this is gonna be great. And I and I yeah, you went to print so them hard. and I fucked it all up. Because <laughs> like I, I didn't have, like you just said, I didn't have a flash. I didn't have anything. I didn't know about underbasing. I never heard of it. I was like, what do you mean you have to underbase to make it bright, <clears throat> like a neon bright? And so I did it and I was like, oh no. And, um, and so they, uh, I knew they, like, I couldn't sell them to him. I knew I had to go make it right. And so I went to, I didn't have any money. I think a flash back then, the flash I wanted was like five or 600 bucks. I didn't have five or 600 bucks. I drove to, uh, this distributor in St. Louis that, um, I talked into just letting me have the flash on like, on a, like not an official, you know, financing or anything. It was like, Hey, I'll, I'll pay you in a, like two months over time, you know? And he said, okay. I mean, I got super lucky and I went back and I flashed them and they looked good and obviously uh, are better. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say and, not obviously. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they looked better and that's how I made um, the nice like, okay, I, um, I'm, I'm in this for real. And so um, it was a struggle, you know, it's a struggle when you, because back then there was no YouTube there wasn't, yeah. uh, I, I didn't know what I was doing. I had never worked in a shop and I had to figure it all out. And so yeah, um, I'm just I fell now love, thinking just of like that. you said though. Now, yeah. yeah, I feel like I didn't even, when I first started, I didn't think I really even looked on YouTube or anything like that. I feel like it was just a hundred percent trial and error. 
yeah. like it was like let's i know you need inks like let's just mix these and do this and see what happens and <laughs> right. i mean there's tons of stories of like chemicals used that were not meant to Wrong. be airborne that probably took years off of our lives and like yeah all that's how i clean like, pallets because i had never hear, heard of pallet tape about, oh man you ever I, hear I about never somebody heard... drinking press wash no. no oh my god cody drank press wash by accident somebody put it in a poland spring bottle and this dude drank it like a shot of vodka i had to take him to the hospital now he has no teeth Nah, he's straight. He's straight. He's good. He's good. He's now nah, he actually got some like crazy screen printing pro- uh, powers. Like he can mix any PMS without looking at the book. So yeah, that's that's what he got from that. But um, yeah. super. Now, um, so that was a two uh two step question, right? So uh, like I'm gonna I don't want to assume, but you know I don't like to assume either. But you know it sounds like you guys really wouldn't change your decision, right? To get in what you were doing stuff like that. So Definitely. my next question is, is like, do you think your passion got stronger? Or it's the same that it was when it started or, you know, it's not as strong or whatever the case is, you know, it's way stronger now. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'm way more. I mean, I'm also like fucking, I could never do anything else at this point. Like I'm so far in, uh, yeah, I feel like I've just done it so long and been so involved in all these things that like, I, just want to do more and more and more like i just want to learn every aspect yeah you know what i mean i feel like i'm at that age where like i would if i like to read i would just be getting more and more books and sitting down at night and reading but now it's like no i'll just do a podcast or like no i'll just travel to this event or this camp or this thing and it's like i just want to absorb as much as possible oh yeah i don't know i think um I'm the same way, but for me, it's more of a been an ebb and flow. I think the struggle is, the struggle for me has been that as we scaled, um, my role changed, you know, so it wasn't that I was on press or it wasn't that I was um, R&Ding or anything like that. And so I, I, I mean, there's been times where I'm like, fuck this place, fuck, fuck screen printing. I'm, I'm so done, <laughs> you know, and I, uh, luckily I go home, I, I, I have a sandwich, I go to bed and I wake up and I don't feel the same way the next day. And I think that's the way, um, it is for a lot of things for a lot of people. I mean, you know, if you're in a band, um, and you want to make music and, and, and go on tour and, and have, you know, and have, and go to shows and things like that. But all of a sudden it turns into this business, which crushes, like it's soul crushing. You're like, wait a minute, this isn't fun anymore. The same thing, uh, uh, Joanne and I were just talking because she's she's trying to be, you know, an artist, all in artist full time. Yet that means that it has to be treated like a business. And she's like, fuck, you know, I just want to paint. I don't want to, I don't like the business side of, of it. That's, that's not fun and it's crushing my creativity. So that's what's really, I think, tough is to maintain that balance while you have this shop because maybe you got in it because you love the craft of screen printing. Then all of a sudden, you know, now, now you're just, like you said earlier, you're where you got bills, you know, you have the, you have to, you know, make you have employees uh, coming pay. in complaining about yeah. stuff and yeah. or, or customers complain or who knows what's complaining that that crushes that creativity or that I love this right. stuff. And so you have to be yeah. very careful to, to be able to balance that, that sort of stuff. I think. Yeah, for so, sure. 
So my next question, I got a few, so I hope you guys don't yeah, even cut yeah. me off whenever. <laughs> um, so um, do you guys ever take the, you know, obviously we were just mentioned it and we talked about it for a while, you know, but um, you, you know, do you ever, not like the aha moment, but like the, oh damn, man, this is pretty cool. You know, the, when you do see your team and you see your employees rocking, like you ever take the second and be like, damn, man, this is dope. Like, this started from one person and now we got like a crew like this is cool you guys ever take that time where do you find yourself like having those moments and stuff like that i do it quite a bit um i feel like it's more in the social setting than it is the work setting um sometimes it's work setting you know like i'm i'm in the office a lot of the day and now the office is kind of i mean it's it's not right next to production, but it's, you know, I'm, a, I'm away enough where I don't really like hear them giggling and making loud noises and everything else. Um, so I'll leave my office and I'll go to walk through the shop cause I got to do something and I'll see them like fucking laughing at each other or like, you know, high fiving or fucking just making jokes at each other or whatever. But they're also like cranking and like getting jobs done. That's that's when it's super rewarding. It's like music's cranked, they're laughing, they're getting their shit done. Everyone's in their zone, just like printing. Doors are wide open. It's just it's a it's a beautiful sight. But the other part of it is is we go from that and it's optional. Like all the things that are here that are like the perks of like we grill on Wednesday or whatever else we do, it's optional to them. They don't have to do it. Like I'm just offering, like, hey, I'm grilling. Like if you guys want to eat, like there's food to see the whole team you know what i mean like nobody left nobody went to do something else the whole team is at the picnic table we're eating we're getting together like they bring dishes to pass and stuff it's like they went out of their way to do that that's when it's kind of like all right we're a team and we're together and we're all happy to be here so yeah it's pretty sweet i i think it's important to to um take time out to be grateful i think I think that, you know, as you have to be careful that every day isn't exactly the same and, and, uh, you know, otherwise, you know, a year goes by and next thing you know, five years and then what? And so I think that I have to, I, I, I purposefully, you know, pump the brakes a little pause and say, this is, this is pretty fucking cool, but I don't do it. I probably don't do that often enough. And I find myself, um, I don't know. I find myself never. I just, I should do it more. Maybe that, I I don't know. Because I think that, you know, you celebrate your victories and you're like, wow, that was a, that was a fucking kick-ass week. But then you got to then you look, look forward or look ahead and like, what are we doing? Because it doesn't last. Like I have no idea. There's no guarantees that we have any work three weeks from now. And I have a responsibility to, to somehow, to somehow make sure that that happens. And so I don't, I, I probably don't take enough time. Um, Stop and relish what's going on now. Yeah. Cause it's yeah. always on to the next thing. Like it's, you know, you're what's a beast next? at that though. You're a beast at that. Like it's super inspirational cause you're like go mode, like all the time, which is dope to see, especially uh-huh. with the shop development. Thanks man. No doubt, man. It's like I said, you guys are super inspirational and stuff like that. So it's, it's always awesome 
to see that stuff. But no, that's cool because like I feel like, you know, as long as as shop owners and stuff, we do have that appreciation. I feel like we're always that it puts us in a position to always put together successful teams. So that's why I wanted to see like, you know, how you guys thought about that and stuff like that. That's yeah, when sweet, you're on though, top like, of the world, like when you think it's all figured out and the next day you fuck up like a hundred shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Kicking the nuts yeah. every day. Yep. Mm. Oh, that happens all the time. And then you send them the Zim gun and Zim 100 shirts. <laughs> <laughs> um, but nah, so that was uh, that was one of the questions I wanted to ask. So this one's a quick question, right? When was the last time you printed? <laughs> yesterday. Good. Nice. Andy? <laughs> I wish I could say yesterday, but I was oh, home. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, he I have an excuse. I have an excuse. I had COVID <laughs> all, all week. All right, um, all right, all right. But before that... <laughs> There it is. There it oh, is. Let's fake COVID right now. For the people. <laughs> um, uh, I would say then last week would be my nice. answer. Yeah. Nice. Not nice. too long. What's your, um, so building off of that question, what's your favorite thing to print? Mm-hmm. Like style. The gray shirt, black ink. <laughs> Distress <laughs> distressed print. Done. We're out. Yeah. Send it out yeah. the door. One, one hit. That's it. Uh, I think that's true though. Like realistically, if I was to talk about it, like, as a printer, I mean, it's that that mentality too. Like most printers don't wear screen printed shirts; they wear blanks because they, you know, they can critique everything and whatever else. But I feel like realistically, when we look at art all day long, I feel like the strongest art is always when someone can convey what they're trying to do in like a one or maybe a two color print. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like there's people that just yeah. go crazy. They're like, okay, I drew this black outline. Now I need to fill it with color and they'll do like a 12 color or whatever. Like, yeah, that's cool. Like it looks cool when it's all done, but realistically I feel like it's more powerful and it's more wearable and it's softer and it's just like a more appreciated print if it's simple, simplified. So I think my personal favorite, yeah, it's like the, you know, the one color vintage or the one color or I just feel like it's, it's underrated. That's cool. I'm the same. Whatever he he's said. Like, I'm, he's like, what he said, I'm there. <laughs> I'm there, I'm there, I'm there. Word, I love it. Yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with that stuff. I feel like that's mm-hmm. cool too because it goes back to like, you know, the thing that the three of us have all mentioned, you know, we all like the art aspect of it, you know. So that goes back to the artist and the designer, you know, how, like you said, how well can you convey what you're trying to get across without mm-hmm. having to go crazy, you know. I grew up hearing from my dad less is more all the time. And like, I feel like in screen printing, that's where you see it come true the most is like, well, I just think you know, it's one of those things too, like you think about the, the long lastingness of things or the yeah. uh, classic. It's like, I always try to tell a customer when they're like, Oh, we want to, we want to rebrand or we want to, do you have a designer that can make us a logo? And then nine times out of 10, they're not talking about a logo. They're talking about a graphic. Like they're talking about something that we could use. Like they're like, Oh, I want a teddy bear holding a knife with uh, you know, it's like six <laughs> colors and it's like this and this. I'm like, that's a graph. Like that's not a logo. Yeah, that's not a logo. I was like, when you think logos, what you should be thinking of is, adidas has three solid bars nike as a swoosh um apple as an apple with a bite taken out of it it's all stuff that's solid one color branding that if you see that apple with a bite taken out of it you know it's apple you see the swoosh you know it's nike it's not nike isn't a guy holding a basketball with like five colors going it's not a logo it's not you're thinking two different things 
Yeah. So I think like when you think of that, I want this to last. I want it to be classic. I want it to work on any color. I want it to work on anything. It needs to be a simplified one color option. Right. So yeah. no, I agree, man. That's, I, that's I, I, I think it's I, easy that way. It's easy that way. Yeah. Cause I like, don't get me wrong guys. Like I mentioned Mads and stuff like that. I'm a huge fan of the specialty printing and stuff like that. The only thing that I'm like, I'm still trying to, you know, figure out what that is like, you know, there's a difference. Like you were just saying is like, you know, single color done very nicely, almost no feel to it. Cool design. It's going to last longer than the shirt, you know? Yeah. And that's it, the Don't get me thing. wrong. I love a 14 color sim process print. Oh, and we same. get fucking stoked on it. Like same. I like doing that shit all day long. I'm just saying that for me personally, like yeah. I'm doing this thing now for fun, this NYT club stuff like I have on right now. It's like yeah. all the designs I'm making, I have the capability to do all this crazy shit. It's all like, cvcts with like a one color water base print on it because yeah. that's what i like that's what i want it to be like i could have colored all this and done all this like you know i could have done like a high density over and a cold in the dark and like all this other shit i just don't want it like i yeah. don't want that have you ever <laughs> so. have you ever set up a, a five or a six or a seven and you're regging them out and then you just print one of the colors and it looks fucking better you're like oh this looks you know this looks yeah yes. this looks good all the time <laughs> The best is doing that when the best is doing it when customers are in the shop and like showing them throughout while like you're building all their colors and up they and paid just, their life savings to get a 10 exactly, color print yo we had somebody with that so they had like like you were saying some crazy character um you know they were the character was like riding a spaceship and stuff like that like and all that and uh he came in and we showed him what it looked like with just a full white base and a black outline and he was like are you serious and he's like that's only two colors and two screens and i'm like yep but you wanted the grays the reds everything else in there well, so that's we're why gonna said the artist takes the time to make the black outline drawing yeah and then they color it in it's like dude just look at the black outline drawing by itself like it conveys everything you're trying to convey you don't need all the extras like yeah, yeah. you want to color it because the kid in you wants to fucking color book the thing but it's like it, it doesn't need to be like you're i don't know it oh, works yeah. it depends on the artwork like that's the sure. short answer but like realistically sure. Uh, simple Sim keep it simple yeah less and more less is more yeah. for me i, pre I feel like do Hell you yeah. uh you have any shop hacks me yeah. oh man i mean i got again a few shop, shop hacks. hacks is a is a umbrella term it could be yeah. anything to do with business it could be with how you have the front room with anything like do you have any thing that you do that you feel like oh i think i figured that out ah uh... I feel like I have, but then I go to other shops and realize people do the same thing just in a different way. It doesn't so, matter. Maybe nobody's um, heard it before. I don't know. I mean, I do a bunch of stuff. I try to really keep it self-made here. You know, like, you know, we got the the one thing we do. I'm, I've seen a lot of sh shops do it. I just saw Sean did it at his shop, but like, you know, using uh, ripped screens and stuff, we use, we just take those frames and if we're not going to get them restretched and stuff, we just turn them right into tables, you know, use mm -hmm. that, you know, we use them for different things. Like, you know, um, I use the, the bigger ones. I'll create like, um, fans folders with them off the walls and stuff for cooling stations, off presses and stuff. Um, just little things. What are you like doing with them for that? So like I'll use the frame. So if you use like a 24 by 31 frame and stuff like that, mm -hmm. it's like the perfect size to put like a, a 20, I think it's the 24 by 24 box. Oh, a box fan. fan? Yeah. yeah. So it fits right in that. So you can actually use it like it's essentially, it's kind of like, you know how they make the Stampinator in a frame, 
mm. where it's like that it's in a frame and stuff like that it's the same thing yeah. just with box fans so like doing stuff cool little things like that you know um mm. you know on the manual side like one thing that i look at that i'm trying to work on like shop pack wise on the manual side is like really trying to elevate the manual process in game so that it it um it it's similar to the auto process you know like in my opinion auto is like the pinnacle of how you can get your quality and stuff like that because it's it's has less human error consistency yeah exactly so with that it's like trying to get the printing process to that so like you know just figuring little things out you know like one thing that we do in our shop and like i tell other shops you know you should do it especially if you have a puller or something is like you know always set a smoothing screen on the opposite side of your base because if you do that and your presses and registration and stuff you can have your your um what do you call it your your puller actually smoothing out your base for you while you're still printing and stuff like that so like just little things like that you know like one thing we're working on right now is trying to figure out if i can make a manual stampinator out of the heat press i'm <laughs> running into the issue where like the the heat press aspect element of it is too heavy for majority of the uh, manual press heads to actually handle and i got close where i was using like industrial magnets and it would like hold the head up and stuff but then like you deal with the aspect of you really have to like disengage the magnets so um <laughs> i'm not sure how much i'll still spend on that project so the other i switched over you I just need that badass in. manual squeegee from action and just be done with it on a manual and then when you get the auto get the stamp container yeah i mean there's a, there's a couple of things we've been figuring that out like honestly the smoothing screen like on a manual it works just as good like we'll just use the easy squeegee with somebody on the other side and it, it works but just coming up with cool little hacks like the other thing mm -hmm. too is like how can you translate it to for us like how can you translate it to live you know like i look at it as like how could you do this and wow people so like you know one of the easier tricks we found for the smoothing and stuff that i'm hoping it works it's a hypothesis in the making is um believe it or not those like 14 i think they're like 14 by 14 or those 16 by 16 um circuit heat presses um because the cool thing about those is like they're they have a handle on top right so you can literally just have a stand next to your press and you're just instead pick it up of, and drop it drop it and you'll be good and then just keep it rolling you know keep it rolling so trying just different hacks out like that um you know other than that uh yeah nothing crazy that i can think of That's you know good. like no, you're like good. i said yeah. the, the big thing is like i i appreciate and i understand and like i'm not one thing i tell people too when they come work here is like yo we're not in a creative time period right now and like when we're like for those hours of work, when people show up for the work day, I try to let people know it's like, yo, this isn't the time to create. This is the time to do in the sense like it's not a time to recreate the whole process that we've put together right now. And the same things kind of for like when I do is like usually I'll take other people's hacks and try to figure out how to make them work for me and stuff like that but nothing crazy i mean like i said the baby oil that i brought up uh, that's a life hack if you wanted to or a hack if you wanted to try just baby that. oil in general just introduce <laughs> it more into everything your life. you know everything just right, lather right. yourself up it's right, good right. it's good before you start printing you know uh, i don't know the stretching is huge uh, i tell people i don't know if you do it but like make sure you stretch before like your body you yeah before runs and stuff like if you're yeah, stretched, we stretch like, before the podcast so we don't even have to yeah you know, it's just nice one of these yeah. one of these all these things you know because mm -hmm. that's the thing is like you, you know your back will get bad um i just 
I'm trying to think, you know, the, it's funny because when we're talking about it, like we were talking about this all week, you know, uh, like Andy, Cody's a huge fan of you and your shop and stuff. So he was like, dude, like, it seems like just, the guy who yeah. drank press wash would be Andy's fan. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but, oh, my bad. Oh, no. My whole computer died. That could be the end of the podcast. Am I still here? Am I still yeah, here? You're back. Yeah, for some reason you're your all right. We'll just froze. leave it at that. No, you're good. <laughs> let's do uh, let's do some quick takes. Yeah, let's do. And before we go to that, though, I just want to say, Cody, thanks for um, that. But you do never want to. They say you never want to meet um, your hero. So don't meet. Don't come to this shop because <laughs> it is like like Dylan always says that we we fuck it's... up fifty. We fuck up fifty percent here. And the good news is is that we're very good at fixing. The fifty percent we fuck Hell up, yeah. but um, <laughs> all right. So my first question is: Yes, um, I'm going to call an audible here Ooh. and change it. All right. What's your What's your favorite thing about Boston? Oh, uh, food. What food in Boston? Um, I just like the fact that we have access to all types of really good food. One thing I've realized when I travel, I feel like most places have one really type of food that they're, that's like their showcase food mm -hmm. and all the other food is kind of junk. And the one thing I feel like about Boston, cause it's a hub is like, it has like so many different yeah a little bit of everything and it's all really good you know the other thing too is like um my second like the thing that i'd probably put right up next to the food is the competitive aspect of boston it's one of it's like a double-edged sword but like you know we're boss they call us mass holes for a reason <laughs> and like it the, the reason for it is because like everybody's in a competition with themselves and with everybody else so it's it's kind of awesome though because i feel like that's why we are like a city of hard workers and like it oh, pushes yeah, us and we're go-getters and stuff so it's cool that's awesome. So food and food and competitiveness. Nice. <laughs> um, this one I really don't know the answer to yet. Uh, two presses or ten presses? Whew, two presses. Two presses for you to manage because you wanted to branch out and have many branches. Yeah. So I would, the reason why I say two presses is because, um, you know, I feel like you only need two dope presses in one location with two dope printers and then go open another so location. So two presses per location per location there okay. you go you got yeah, the real you manageable the real per location yeah exactly okay. all right mm, know the answer to this too test the waters or dive in the deep end oh you know me dude i'm not only diving <laughs> i'm doing a massive belly flop after i do a backflip into it <laughs> there you go perfect uh sweet tea or unsweet tea Oh, sweet tea all day, baby. Dude, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you can go hang out with my dad. He'll drink the, he'll drink the non-sweet okay. tea. Me and, your, me and your real man of a father will drink some unsweet iced tea. <laughs> Yo, he is. He is. Okay. <laughs> Andy? What is for Din tonight? Tonight? Oh, man. Um, shoot, that's a great question. So, I'll probably either eat at the skate park uh, fundraiser, um, which would be dope. Shout out Co Cody's brother, actually, Corey Langway. He's an amazing chef. He's actually the one going to be cooking for everybody at the fundraiser. So, I'll probably be eating over there, hopefully something bomb. Or um, I'm going to a late night art and paint jam that I'm invited to, and they're going to have an empanada truck. So, maybe empanadas, which I love too so that sounds wonderful or both yeah yeah or both probably both i eat a lot like people yeah, are very well. disgusted by how much i eat so it's <laughs> probably good. both yeah, yeah. wash well, it that, down with sweet tea <laughs> yeah i don't, I don't <laughs> even want to hear about it um 
<laughs> really appreciate you coming on and doing this with us, man. It's awesome. Uh, no doubt. I appreciate keep y'all. doing what you're doing. I love the you're super into all the art of it and the craft of it. And I encourage all those people that are like that to just fucking keep doing it. So thanks for doing this with us, man. No doubt. Thank you. Guys. Yeah, ditto I can't what, wait to link with y'all. Ditto what he just said. And I wasn't going to the water base camp until I heard you were. I mean, Dylan was going, I know, but whatever. But now I think I now I think I get. I better jump on and get a ticket. Andy, you should definitely do it. I'll convince Cody. I got to convince Cody now. I'll be like, yo, let's all just get Can he high. sit next to Andy the whole time and like breathe heavy <laughs> on his neck and like all this stuff? I'll, I'll try to see if he can like take a shot of like some press wash too. So then that way Andy just smells press wash on his breath all day. It's the best cologne. It's better than Brute. Oh, man. All right, man. We'll see you later. Oh yeah. Oh, I gotta also say one one quick thing because yeah, yeah. I told him he, he called. We were on the phone this morning. He's like, "Yo, you gotta give me a shout out on this. Y'all gotta get Richard Tilly on the show, man. He's on I, our I, list. I, yeah, I know. I, I know. I know. Y'all get him on there. All right, have a good combo. Mm-hmm. We will. So, all right. But um, no, I appreciate appreciate you guys. Have a good weekend. All right. Yeah, you too, man. Later.